0: Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and
1: And and
0: this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy, uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Hello everybody, Jesse here today in Italy on the mission field. And just taking a moment to serve you guys, give you a brief update, what's going on, some of the most recent happenings. Uh, keep you informed so you can continue to pray and also uh, you can see how your prayers are being answered. How the Lord does really use uh, the prayers of His people uh, for the the building of His church in other lands like, like Italy today. Uh, so this, uh, this update is coming from an update we sent out via email, which we typically uh, do, and that's our routine at this point. We send it out by email, and then within a day or two, we also then uh, do an audio recording of that update for those who prefer to listen in rather than read through an email. <clears throat> now, the benefit of reading through the email, you do get to see some photos or perhaps some video clips, things like that. Uh, but the benefit of listening is uh, you get to hear a little bit more detail, get a little bit better background, a little more personal way perhaps uh, to hear what's going on. Uh, the title of the update for today is Venetian Wind. We are in the, the land uh, of Venice, on the mainland of Venice, not the islands. And uh, the area is the Venetian area. The people are the Venetian people. Um Used to be a kingdom many many years ago, uh, one of the main uh, like empires of, of Italy, perhaps a large dominant area, important area of Italy, and uh, still today a very important part of Italy, a very important area. Uh, but Venetian Wind is the title of this one because actually a really strong wind has been uh, sweeping through the area, it's now settled down at this point. Uh, but last week it was really coming through. Uh, in a heavy way, a few big poles that are on the main bridge that connects the the mainland of Italy to uh, Venice islands, two big like towering poles on there fell down, blocked all the traffic going in and out, the buses, the trams, everything. Uh, pretty severe wind. You have a photo in the in the update actually of a uh, one of the boats. There's many many boats in the Venice area, uh, but one of the the boats just totally having a difficult time because the wind's pushing on the water so heavy. Uh, so pretty pretty intense time, couldn't really get much evangelism going on last week because of the weather And then also there was some snow that came after the winds uh, Negative zero temperatures, very very cold uh, Venetian wind, but we, we titled it Venetian wind not only because of that But also as we were reading through the Gospel of John, we came through the third chapter And we were, we were reminded of a, a particular work of the Holy Spirit uh, The work, one of his primary works of the Holy Spirit, which is regeneration uh the the new birth experience uh and so we're going to look at that briefly as we open up today so we'll 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 do a brief exhortation uh from john chapter 3 verse 8 looking at this idea of uh wind and then the reference to the holy spirit and the work of regeneration uh, after that we'll look at three simple prayer requests uh that we would ask you guys to join with us in prayer about right now uh Uh, We'll talk briefly about a new uh, track and booklet combination that we're now putting together to be able to continue evangelizing here as uh, uh, we keep on the streets engaging the people, bringing it to them, uh, the gospel. Uh, And that'll be it for today. Uh, So let me go ahead and I'll jump in and I'll read the verse uh, from John 3.8. Just share a couple comments for our exhortation, also for us, and uh, and then we'll move on to those prayer requests. Uh, John 3.8 says this, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Referring to the Holy Spirit there. Uh, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit uh important verse and i I've seen some pretty bizarre stuff uh, in my time and um, even uh friends of the charismatic nature who would actually uh assume they have a, an ability something like Jesus Christ himself to blow on people physically you know blow like that and cause people to be hit by the Holy Spirit or something like that and uh that practice is actually quite unbiblical anything like that is a bit strange uh the genuine work of the Holy Spirit is that we cannot. Cause that to happen. No, none of us can tell the Holy Spirit what to do. He's sovereign. He does what he wants and how he wants it. That's that's a work of God. Uh, but we cannot cause people to be born again, and no one can do that. That would be silly to assume, and that, that would be very presumptuous. Uh, but yet, that kind of thought does go uh, around quite a bit these days. Uh, but here, we'll get into a little bit more of what the what the real significance of this this uh, this picture the Lord gives us here of the wind and the Holy Spirit. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, I already mentioned. In our area, we have uh, there's been a strong wind, and that's why we were uh, reminded of these verses. But we also read verses, something like uh, Acts thirteen forty eight, 48, uh, in regards to people being saved after a preaching of the gospel uh, from the apostles. We read, and as many as were appointed to eternal life, they believed. As many as were appointed to eternal life. Uh, other words would be predestined to eternal life. Uh, God really does know all things. He wouldn't be omniscient, Uh, If he didn't know everything past, present, and future, and exactly how things are going to go, who's going to get saved, when, and how, and all that, he really does know. And that's why we read, not just in Acts 13, but all throughout Scripture, uh, things exactly like this, that as many, after they preached the gospel, Luke records it, as many as were appointed to eternal life believed. Uh, So all those who were predestined to believe that day, they believed. They were born of the Spirit of God, came to life, Put their faith in Jesus Christ, repented their sins, and became real, genuine Christians. Uh, What else do we see here? Uh, There's many other verses like that. uh, But we're reminded through this, this reality of of the wind and the Holy Spirit, however he wants, can't see where it goes, all that kind of thing, of God's sovereignty in salvation in particular. God is sovereign, but in particular also in salvation. Very important to understand that. Uh, It's such an important concept. And too often in our generation, it is not taught well enough, or even at all. Uh, Verses just get skipped over in the Bible, the whole concept of who gets saved. Uh, Romans chapter 9, for example, so many just skip over that whole chapter. If they're going to do a study on the book of Romans, they don't even know how to handle it when it comes to God and His sovereignty and who gets saved and who doesn't and how that happens. Uh, But it's a very important subject. and If you don't know much about it, I would encourage you delve into that. Uh, The more you do, the more you'll understand who God actually is according to Scripture. And the more you know who God actually is, the more you're able to actually love Him for who He is. It's very hard to love anybody if you don't know who they are. And The more you know them, the more you are able to love them for who you really are. Uh, sadly, though, when people, uh, when you first come to grips with this doctrine of uh, the sovereignty of God and election and things like that, <clears throat> many people uh, refuse to say, oh, that's not my God, my God would never do anything like that. And uh, that proves in a scary way that the God they're worshiping and serving is, apparently isn't the God of the Bible, and that's, that's very scary. Sometimes uh, we're, we're prone to do it in our in our flesh, uh, to create God into our own image. We want God to be this way. We want Him to be like a, like a big daddy who just gives out gifts all the time and never wants to correct us or anything like that. And uh, <clears throat> that's not the God of the Bible. Uh, that's a God of our own imagination. So it, it is a very important subject, this one, but we'll get into it in more detail perhaps another time. Uh, we'll see. But for today, it's an exhortation. So too often people are taught that they caused themselves to be born again. This is one of the main points. Uh, People really do believe and really are taught that they caused themselves to be born again. Uh, That they saved themselves is essentially what they're saying. I I chose God. I saved myself. I did it. Good for me kind of thing. Uh, But the result when we think that way, when we reason that way, is that man gets lifted up. And then God is lowered in our thinking. So rather than be fearful of God and how big and mighty he is and and the fact that he would save us, wow, and just worship and fall to our feet before him. Uh, instead, we think, wow, how great am I? And God, oh, yeah, God's part of my life. He's part of my deal. You know, I, I do with God what I want kind of thing. Uh, <clears throat> very, very backwards. Very, very wrong. Uh, uh, and, and in that reasoning, what, what man is saying is glory to God. Yes, glory to God and glory to me. I chose God. I, I caused myself to be saved. That is wrong. That's very bad. It's very dangerous. Not a good, humble way of following Jesus Christ or even understanding the gospel. When we properly understand salvation as Christ and the apostles taught, we understand that it was God the Holy Spirit who caused us to be born again according to his sovereign will and timing. And in First Peter, we actually read, Peter uses those words just like that. Blessed be the God and the Lord of our salvation who caused us to be born again. That's that's the wording of Peter the apostle. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's He who does that, according to His sovereign will and timing. And it's as we read in Ephesians 2, it's by grace through faith that we have been saved. By grace through faith. Grace cannot be earned. Uh, and faith, he goes on to say there in those verses, is a gift given by God. So after we were born of the Holy Spirit, and here's how it works. After we were born of the Spirit of God, we became alive. Before, the Bible teaches very, very clearly, we were spiritually Dead, unable to come to God, unable to desire the right things, unable to put our trust in Jesus Christ, unable to repent of our sins, literally spiritually dead. Uh, So after we're born again of the Spirit of God, we become alive for the first time, and we're able to see the wretchedness of our sin. We're able to see our unbelief, and we're able to uh, uh, see and desire Jesus for who He really is, and all His majesty as, as presented in the Gospel message. We repent of our sins then, and we turn to embrace Jesus Christ, because He first pursued us and changed our sinful heart. And, and another good verse for this comes from the, uh, the Gospel of John when at one point Jesus says to the, to the disciples, don't think that you guys chose me, but remember, I chose you first. And another, another time we read uh, that He loved us first, and that's why we love Him kind of thing. Uh, that's the idea. He pursued us and He changed our sinful heart, our sinful disposition, Gave, took out the heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh, one that beats, one that's alive. Uh, in this, when we understand this, we can truly say glory to God alone. And, and all of us, we know as God's children, we are here, we live, we breathe, we move to bring glory to God, to worship God. But you can only say glory to God and God alone when you understand this concept here. And there's so much more to be said about it. I'm just touching the surface, literally just scratching the surface Uh, But there's a very important concept, God's sovereignty in salvation. Uh, So I encourage you, again, go and and learn more about that. Talk to us if you want to. Find someone to to get into that with you if you don't know much about it. Very, very important concept for Christianity. Uh, But praise God. Uh, The exhortation comes here when we understand that we can say praise God. Praise God that uh, salvation does not depend on you or me. Really, it it depends on God. Because if it did depend on us, we would never be saved. We would never be able to save ourselves. But since it's dependent on Him, and he causes people to go, wow, we, it's actually possible to be saved. And praise God because this concept, it, it encourages us to obey Jesus when he says go and evangelize, preach the gospel, uh, to to evangelize the lost people. And then knowing how things work in salvation, this also encourages us to never assume uh, anyone is, is too far gone and cannot be saved. Uh, even though those guys who are really hard and, and against God today there's no telling what God the Holy Spirit could do. We can't see how he's acting. We can't see the Holy Spirit at work. We can only see the fruit, but he does save pretty pretty wild people, even who we qu- quoted here above, Paul the apostle, absolutely against Jesus Christ and against the church, putting people in prison, taking them out of their houses, all kinds of things. Going to get more of them and on the way. He was not searching God, he was not wanting God. God pursued him. Jesus illuminated him, um, helped open his eyes to see the truth uh, and caused him to be born uh, again. It really is a wonderful thing that God does. Uh, anyone can be saved. He saved Paul, who was against him. We never know who can be saved. That encourages us to go and preach to everybody the good news. Uh, so God, the Holy Spirit, regenerates who he wants and when he wants. Keep firmly planted in God's Word and live in constant prayer, and you'll find courage and power in the Holy Spirit to keep on evangelizing. That's our our exhortation today. Stay firmly planted in the Word, saturated in the Word of God. Be filled uh, with the Holy Spirit, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit, to boldly proclaim that truth to all people, even those who seem like they're totally against what you're saying. Uh, to be able to reach and love also them. We need the Holy Spirit's power to do that kind of thing, to obey, to put into practice what He told us to do, to live according to the gospel and to proclaim it. We really do need the Holy Spirit for that. Uh, but do it uh, and knowing that He is indeed at work to save the lost. Do your best. Preach it as good as you can as to many people as you can. And then rest assured, as the apostles did, that who gets saved and when, that really is dependent on on the sovereignty of God. He knows what he's doing. He saves when, for example, real quick, I'll throw this in here. Paul the apostle got saved on that way, on the way to Damascus. He got saved. God could have very well saved him two months earlier, perhaps, or whatever time it was after Stephen was put to death at his approval. He could have gotten saved before that and then Stephen wouldn't have died. But instead, God permitted that to happen And God knew the day he was going to save Paul the Apostle, and he let it unfold the way he did. He had a plan. The Holy Spirit had a plan when Paul the Apostle would be saved. And it's the same for us as we preach the gospel today. Some people refuse the gospel today. Tomorrow they might be saved. You never know. The important thing is that we keep on evangelizing, and we we leave the results up to God. He really does know what he's doing. It's very, very wrong to think we save ourselves. It's very, very wrong to think we can save other people. Uh, That's very arrogant. That's very foolish unbiblical practices. So be encouraged. Don't do that. And do evangelize and do trust the Holy Spirit. He knows what He's doing and and, and keep on in it. Amen. Uh, so here we are. A couple prayer requests as we close out today. That was a bit long. I apologize if that's too long for you. Uh, but just wanted to share a couple thoughts on that. John 3, 8 and the, and the Holy Spirit, being bored of the Spirit, those kind of concepts. Prayer request number one, the formation of our next track and booklet. It's a combination thing. We, we put the tracks in all the mailboxes, house to house, coffee bars, things like that. Very light, very thought-provoking, simple. But it also invites them to contact us when you're comfortable, when you're ready, when you want to, when you want more information. We offer a free booklet or something like that. And just reach out and it's yours. Uh, that's the idea. This one that we're doing now is actually about the, uh, the use of the smartphone in our lives these days. Everybody's connected, but now more than ever, relationships are going bad. People are just lonely, depressed. Relationships are not going well. So despite all the benefits and blessings of a smartphone, and there are many, so many people are actually slaves to it, bound to it, and lost and miserable in the process. And all because what the it will point out is uh, the relationship, above all, with God is not right. We need to first understand what the gospel is and what it's not, our desperate need for salvation. And when we're right with God, when we have that, we're full. We no longer need other people to satisfy our needs in life. We're free to serve them, to bless them. And, and that's the idea. <clears throat> so we're going to oh, touch on that a little bit. But through this felt need of people being slaves to phones and, and lonely and miserable, as they very much are in this area, uh, pray for us that we can put that together in a timely fashion. Uh, our friend, our new friend now, new believer John Paolo, that he can, uh, he's an, actually an editor, that he can help us uh, get the wording just right for the Italian uh, grammar and all that stuff. And that we can begin pumping this out perhaps by the end of this month, March. Uh, so pray for us in that. There's a couple of pictures if you want to see it, it's on the update online. Uh, but then continue praying for open doors to proclaim the gospel. Uh, literally, we uh, we do know uh, we're commanded to pray these kind of things, for open doors to proclaim the gospel. The Apostle Paul, again, uh, demonstrates that to us over and over and tells us to do the same. Uh, but we need that. We need open doors. We want to be able to preach to as many people as possible. So pray for God to open those doors for us. And pray for us to have the courage and winsomeness to proclaim it faithfully and boldly and with conviction uh, to whoever we can, as much as we can. So keep praying for us uh, to have those open doors, even in this windy winter weather in Venice. Yeah. And then lastly, potential interns. This would be our last prayer request for today. Uh, Simply this: uh, there are there's some things going on that perhaps we'll have some interns sent our way for this summer to collaborate in the Lord's work here of evangelism, distributions, English classes, Bible studies, different events, things like that. Uh, pray for that uh, with us. Together with uh, we keep praying for uh, uh, small groups to come this summer as well to evangelize and reach out. Uh, vision trip folks to come experience a little bit of Italy and the ministry here. Pray for that as well if you could. Uh, I'm going to end here. I'm going a little bit longer than I intended to. uh, But that's it for today, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Thank you for uh, your prayers. Thank you for your participation. And, And God bless you as you continue to pray and be a part of what the Lord Jesus is doing here in Italy. God bless you. Ciao, ciao. We're going to go ahead and actually leave a little song at the end of this too. This is a song from Jerry V called Io Posso." I can do all things in Christ who strengthens me. Enjoy it.
1: Thanks again for listening.
0: For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless.
1: Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao.
0: If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, You love the Italian people. You love the Church of Jesus Christ. It's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.